0: We are all. We are blessed to learn again and to change again and to understand our lives. We are blessed to have the das. We are blessed to have the knowledge that we want to change, that we want to grow. That's what life is about. Life is not about uh, being stagnant. And life is about change, about growth about learning how to be more positive, learning how to love yourself, learning how to love others. Life is about a person growing and changing and seeing new opportunities in his life. And one of the things that we always uh, need to focus on, that is the Adam which is our relationship with other people, our relationship with our brothers and sisters, our relationship, And the reason that we are in Golas, the reason we are still here, and Mashiach has not come yet, is because we need to work on our And that comes and begins with Adam It begins when, with one's relationship with himself, and the more a person learns to love himself, and the more a person learns to think good, think good thoughts, so that will that will flow from yourself into others as well. And vice versa, when I think good in others, and it affects myself, they go hand in hand. The more a person learns to see the good in everything, so then he learns to see the good in everyone he becomes a person who is, who is appreciating and forgiving and only seeing the, the, beautiful, the beautiful gifts that Hashem gives us. And one of the things that we always have to remember is even our challenges and even our shortcomings are the biggest blessings for us. We don't always understand why that's true. We don't always... Really, we're not always able to see that in the moment. But the, but the MS is, but the truth is, we know, at least in our mind, we know that everything that we struggle with and everything that we, we, have, have, um, everything that we have shortcomings with are really mm-hmm. a gift from Hashem as well. It's a blessing from Hashem. And that's even a bigger reason... Why, if you see something negative in somebody, what are you saying something negative? If everything that I have is a gift from Hashem, and even my negative traits are, are a gift from Hashem, and even my chesronos, the things that, my, that I have shortcomings, are there just so I can fix it, so then what's the big deal if somebody else has shortcomings? So it just means that he has also opportunities to grow and to change. So therefore, thank you. This is you. Thank you. So I made a bracha before. So so that's another perspective of a person seeing the tov and seeing the good in someone. Because again, right, we've said this many times. If you're dating a girl and she has a lot of problems, right? So no big deal, as long as she's working on herself. You could date a girl and she has two problems, and you could date another girl who has a, a thousand problems. You would say, oh, l'choirah, I should go out with the girl who's, and date the girl, and marry the girl with only two problems, not somebody with a thousand problems. But, but we know that it's not how many problems a person has, it's, it's the person's uh, willingness and commitment to work on my problems, and to change, and to grow, and that they're flexible, to hear, to hear. Someone mentioned to me the other day when we were talking, he mentioned that he met someone, and he was so impressed with the person because, because he pointed out to the person something that was bothering him about the person, and the person came back to him like a day later and says, oh, I want you to know, like, I thought about what you told me, in this, uh, I thought about what you pointed out, and I realized I have this chasarun in me, and i got to work on that. When, when a person is in a relationship with people who are open and humble to hear criticism, and to hear that i got to change, and i got to grow, and I, have, and I have shortcomings, and I have weaknesses. So the same thing uh, applies when you look at somebody else. And you look at another person and you say, okay, so that person has weaknesses. You know what you'll say? You'll say, oh, that person probably is working on themselves. And that's a great, beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, today, question, comments, and then I want to uh, work on today a little bit, talking about, yesterday we were speaking about the rules of how to listen when someone is telling you something little Ellis. So if someone is giving you information that you have to know about someone, right? You need to hear that information. You're asking about a business partner. You're asking about a shidduch, so you're allowed to listen to that information and you're allowed to be aware of that information. But you are not allowed to believe it. It's very, very, very difficult. The example that the Chavetz Chaim brought was your brother. If someone says something negative about your brother, so you might, you might hear it, and say, okay, but you're not going to believe that, sure, you'll believe he did true, but you believe he's great, you'll, you'll, you'll love him anyway, it could be you'll, you'll change your, your approach to him. But it's not that you're going to believe 100% the information that was told to you. So you could be weary of it, you could be, you could be, oh, um, you could be uh, cautious because of it, but you don't necessarily believe it. So that was from the receiver. Today, we're going to talk about um, actual Toelus. The five rules of Toelus. Okay, question, comments, first of all, on what we just said before. Everybody good? Okay, we good? Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. About how how we create
1: things in our Yesterday I called my previous landlord. Um, I was on the phone with the electric company to put my my the house that I'm staying in, my name on the electric. And when I called, I heard that my name's still on the old house. So I told the lady, I said, I thought he took me off, as he mentioned, and she's like, No, whatever. So I said, Okay, I'm gonna get him up on the line and let's do it then. I kept on calling. And my, my call kept on dropping. So I told her, okay, I apologize, I'll, I'll, I'll reach him later. I hung up, I went to my friend, I'm like, you see what a dot dot the guy is? He blocked my number because he doesn't want to deal with doing what he has to, and, and you can imagine all the other stuff I told him. So my friend tells me, you should know, as a person that has dealt with the electric company a lot, you cannot add calls while you're with them. I built a whole conspiracy for a half a day walking around, what a, you know what? Okay. But when I saw, it
0: was sound in you. my brain. It, it was not reality. And that's why we amazing. have to sit here amazing. Amazing. and Amazing, 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 right? And I want and to say that, that Rabbi svi is someone who comes and Rabbi Tzvi is someone who works on himself. And Rabbi Tzvi is someone who wants to see the good. And at the end of the day, we're human. At the end of the day, the shah, smaisa, when it comes down to it, when we want something, when we need something, when we're insecure, when we're whatever it might be, so what happens is we then become weak. And, and that's the importance of, of and and reviewing daily, reviewing daily. These halakhas. It's not like, okay, I got it. It's not about getting it. It's not about, okay, I learned how to be positive. That's how people think about it. I learned to be a positive thinker. I learned to be someone who has gratitude. No. you. Uh, it's, it's practicing. It's living a different life. I live a life where I learn Hilchas Lashon Hara every day. I live a life where I practice being positive every day. I live a life where I, am, I, I make sure that I have gratitude every day. That's what it's about. It's not about whether these, these situations are going to happen. Guaranteed that these situations will happen. There are millions, every day you're gonna have another situation that will challenge you. The key is for you to prepare, for us to prepare ourselves and to be on top of, of our thinking of our uh, learning Hilchas Lashon Hara us talking about it and reminding ourselves what life is about okay let us begin thank you Rabbi Tzvi let us begin uh, on day 8 it's day 83 if anybody wants to see this inside I would suggest you do this this, is, this might take us a little bit I don't know if we'll do the whole thing today we'll see where it takes us but uh, this is very, very powerful. It's in Purity of Speech, Day 83, page 213. Now the time starts, and he says like this. Before beginning the chapter of Toeles. Now the word Toeles literally means that it's for uh, benefit, for constructive purposes, for a, for a positive reason. To'eles means lehoil to help. So sometimes I have a mitzvah, as we're going to learn. I have a responsibility to tell negative information for a reason. Now the Chavetz Chaim starts off, and this is very important, I'm going to read this. Before beginning this chapter of To'eles, the Chavetz Chaim offers a tefillah. He offers a prayer. Listen to the humility of the Chavetz Chaim. He says, I beseech... Hashem, Hashem, that I will not stumble in a matter of halacha. So which means that even though we're going to learn this halacha of when I'm allowed to say Lashon Hara, we don't, God forbid, want to stumble. He says, surely we can do the same before revealing negative information for a constructive purpose. We need to send a tefillah to Hashem. Hashem, guard my tongue so that I will not stumble. So the first step is, If you are allowed to relay information that is negative, you are allowed to relay information that is negative, which we're going to learn when you're allowed to do that, you first have to say, Hashem, I pray that I am doing what's right, and I pray that it's only for um, the right reasons, and that I will not stumble, my tongue will not stumble. Okay, here we go. Let us begin. There are five rules of when I'm allowed to speak. Revealing negative information about a prospective worker, a purchasing something, or a business. At times, we are not only permitted to reveal negative information, we are obligated to reveal negative information. However, you must fulfill the following five requirements. When in doubt, it is best to ask somebody. So here we go. Your friend is about to hire a caterer. You know that this particular caterer is not reliable and his food is not fresh. You have to warn your friend, right? Your friend comes to you and says, do I use this caterer? What do you say to him? You have to tell him. Let's see what you're going to tell him. However... In order to tell him something negative, you have to have these five requirements met. Number one, here we go. You must be sure that the information which you are revealing is 100% accurate. Meaning, do not make blanket statements before verifying that they are true. For example, if you only know of one person who had a bad experience with this particular caterer, you may say, I know of one friend who didn't have a good experience with this caterer. However, you may not make a blanket statement and say, what's the blanket statement? This caterer serves stale food. Unless you verify that this is true, since maybe this was only a one Time occurrence. Everybody got that? Everyone got that? Yes. What if he did not come to your but you know he's going to? Uh, be to oh, so that's another thing. That's another thing. Okay, everybody got that. So number one, you, you you have to say accurate information. If you use the caterer, let's say I'm just now giving my own own, own example. Let's say you use this caterer, and the caterer um, did not serve fresh food. So you can't say this caterer doesn't serve fresh food. What you can say is, you could say, when I had this caterer at this particular time, the caterer did not give fresh food. The caterer was not on time during his, you know, this friend told me that that's what happened to him. But you're not allowed to make a blanket statement of saying this caterer stinks, this caterer doesn't serve fresh food. Okay, that's number one. Number two, do not exaggerate. Do not use any description that will cause the caterer to seem worse than he really is. So let's say the fish wasn't so fresh, but the main course was fresh. Don't say, oh, it was all terrible. That's not true, you could say, The fish wasn't fresh, but the rest of the meal was. If one complaint against the caterer would be enough to persuade your friend not to use him, then you may not reveal any more complaints. So if, right, that's another thing. So let's say it's enough to persuade your friend. You don't have to trash the caterer. You could just say, enough, and then your friend's going to say, "Okay, I'm not going to use him. That's it. You go further. Because think about it, What's, what's 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 behind this? Behind this is, you're helping your friend not to use this caterer. You're not there to bash the caterer. Once you start exaggerating, once you start um, talking about the caterer as a bad caterer, then it's already personal. You're already getting at the caterer, as opposed to, I'm trying to protect my friend from using this caterer. Yes, yeah, Zach.
2: Oh, yeah, the right. The
0: Very good. So, so that. Right. Right. So that's what we learned yesterday. Beautiful. That's what we learned yesterday. You can be choshesh You could be sus- suspect that maybe it's true. But
2: yeah, you could out. say,
0: or or if it's enough to say, okay, I'm not interested in dealing with this caterer. That's fine. But again, what what happens? Meaning, meaning, a person decides that he's not using the caterer. That doesn't mean the caterer is a bad person. That doesn't mean the caterer is a bad caterer. That's when we get into trouble. We get into trouble when we have a bad experience with somebody or something, and then that person becomes a terrible, you make it personal. That that person becomes a terrible, first of all, maybe he made a mistake. Okay, every caterer has a bad, might have a bad day, he might have a bad job that he did, But when you trash the caterer, and you have emotional baggage, and you're trying to beat down the caterer, as opposed to, I'm trying to really help your friend. And that's really where you see the distinction. The distinction is, am I trying to help my friend, or am I trying to, to to vent my anger at the caterer? That's the difference. If you're trying to help your friend, all you gotta do is say the facts, and tell your friend, listen, I really believe you'd be better off, which he's gonna say also, you'd be better off with another caterer. If your friend comes to you and says, well, do, do you think it's a good idea for me to use so-and-so? All you could say is, you could say, you know what? Could be, but I'm telling you, I think I have the best caterer for you that you will like. That's the best thing to do. This way you don't have to say anything. Because if you're really trying to help your friend, why do I have to help my friend by bashing this other person? Once you realize that, oh, I'm bashing the other person, oh, wait, hey, why are you bashing the other person? Oh, because you have a personal uh, vendetta against him. You're upset at him, whatever it might be. That's called Lashon Okay? I think it's pretty clear. Let's do one more. And then we'll, uh, we'll stop for today on the, the Hilchus Lashon Your intention is for constructive purposes and not... Oh, we just spoke about this. And not a way of venting your personal anger against the caterer if you personally had a bad experience with the caterer and still bear a grudge. So that's why the example was someone else told you about the caterer. So if someone else told you about the caterer, you don't have a personal grudge about him. But if you hired the caterer and you paid money for the caterer and he didn't do a good job for you, then you personally are angry at him and therefore the reason I'm telling you not to use the caterer is not to help you, but rather it's to vent then you are not allowed to be telling your friend, and then you have to ask a shy one. Um, both. Now, one more thing. Well, I'm sorry? It's both. What do you mean, what if it's both? You you what? You also have a personal then you can't say anything. You can't. You can't. You got you to gotta stay away. The second you know that it's personal, you got to run like fire. Your is oh, oh, yeah, good. you you're, you're. you're, you're what are you going to do? You tell, you tell him to ask somebody else. Say, I come whatever. Avoid the situation, correct? Oh, one more thing he says over here. Also, you may not, listen to this. If you know your friend already hired the caterer, and, right, he's going to hire it anyway, you know that he's going to go through with this caterer anyway, then whenever, right, then you are not allowed to say anything. Also, because you know that whenever something will go wrong, he'll complain and say, oh, I shouldn't have used this guy. Even my friend warned me about your service, which will cause, of course, rechilis. So if you tell him, and you know he's going to hire him, or he's hiring him anyway, so what's going to happen? What's going to happen is he's going to do it anyway. The guy's not going to do a good job. He's going to say, ah... blah, he's going to start yelling at him and blah blah and say, "Yeah, my friend who also used you, and ah, uh, you're go, you good for nothing." OK If there's another way that you can accomplish the result that your friend will not hire this caterer, then you are required to try this option. And that was what, what I was saying before. If you could tell the guy, "Listen, I have a great caterer that I think you'll do a great job with. I think you'll enjoy him, and you could avoid the whole conversation that's the best. That's the um, uh, best way to do it here. He gives an example. You know my cousin is a qualified caterer. He could use the business. If you know that your friend will listen to that, then you're required to do that and not to talk any negative information. You know we'll do one more because this is number five. Everybody got it? We good? Number five. You must be careful to evaluate the impact of your words. Your goal in this case, what? This is number five. Well, you have four? Yeah, number one is the information is hundred percent accurate. Number two is you do not exaggerate. Number three is your intention is for constructive purposes and not to vent your anger. Number four is is that there isn't another way, right? If there's another way that you can accomplish your result, as opposed to talking about the caterer. And number, yes, Yaakov. So that's what Zach was asking. Great question. I love the fact that you guys are asking that question because it means you're in it. It means you're in you're in it. You're understanding how to how to go about being Makaba Lashon talking Lashon what what to say, what not to say. So what I told Zach also is that you, you again, if you, if you will um, decide that based on that information, I'm not going to use the caterer. I don't have to accept the fact that the caterer is that type of person. I could just say, based on that information, I don't want to use the caterer. But you don't have to believe that that information is true.
2: Right.
0: And how do you say if, if And you're saying if I don't believe From that original person Why am I giving that information I hear it's a good point Yeah Good point Yaakov Good thinking Beautiful Good point I hear Good, point. good point. you're right And you would never fall into that situation You're right Correct. We're, we're talking about a case, let's say you were at the wedding, you were at the place, and let's say you know that that was something happened. And again, this is all for constructive purpose. This guy's going to be spending 10,000 dollars and making a massive wedding, and he's you know asking you, Yaakov, do you think I should use this caterer? So you could help your friend, right? You could help your friend. That's what we're saying. When am I allowed to help my friend? And when can I tell him, you know what? I think you've got to be careful with this caterer. Or you could tell him what to be careful with and let him make that decision. The problem is what we say sometimes, is we say, oh my gosh, don't use that caterer. He stinks. That's pure Lashon hara, Pure Lashon And then what do we say? How do we preface that? How do we preface that? It's Lito Ellis. It's Lito Ellis? I'm allowed to tell you because you're going to spend money on the caterer. Here we go, Litoelis. He stinks. That's not Litoelis. You can't say that. You're not allowed to say that. Unless you, you, you're, the requirements are fulfilled, and we're up to number five. The fifth requirement is you must be careful to evaluate the impact of your words. Your goal in this case is to convince your friend not to hire the caterer. But if as a result of your words, the caterer will lose his business, then you may not reveal the information. How can this occur? Says the Chavetz Chaim, Mm -hmm. if your friend is the type that once he hears this information, he will publicize it. If this is the case, then you may not tell your friend the negative information, unbelievable. Also, in the event that your friend already signed the contract with the caterer, then the halacha is as follows. If you know that your friend will cancel the contract as a result of your negative information, then it would, you're not allowed to tell your friend the information. However, if your friend will continue using the caterer, even after you reveal to him the negative information, then it would be mutter to tell him. What then would be the purpose of telling him? As a result of your information, your friend will be able to look out for things and to be able to talk to the caterer. He can remind respectfully to the caterer, could you please arrive punctually? Could you use fresh food? Of course, not by telling him, you better prepare a fresh meal. I heard you serve stale food. Okay, amazing. Okay. All right, question, comments. I think we got it. Sounds pretty good. So it comes out that if all of these five conditions are met, then you are allowed to tell. Not only are you allowed to, you're obligated to tell your friend or to tell whoever is asking you about this information. Okay, beautiful. You see, from here it says the Chavatayim that we have to think before we speak. Sometimes we want to protect a close friend or a relative, right? We've had this before, like, oh, oh, I want to save my my friend, right, from going to that pizza shop, from spending his, you know, twenty shekel. So I'm willing to talk lashon hara about the pizza shop to say, oh, the pizza there stinks, because I want to save my friend is 20, 30 shekel. Yeah. Sometimes when we want to protect a close friend, relative, spouse, we disclose negative information without fulfilling the conditions of to'eles. The Chavetz Chaim teaches it makes no difference if it's your friend, if it's a relative, if it's whoever it is. If all the rules of to'eles are not met, it is considered Full-fledged Lashon Hara. Hilchus Rechila's test, Aleph Amazing. Beautiful. Okay. Hashem will help each and every one of us as we said before as we were reading from the Chavot that we pray to Hashem and we ask Hashem as, as talking and talking is talking is something that is easier than doing and doing and doing and the Yitzhah is very strong When it comes to talking, the alchetz on Yom Kippur, most of them have to do with the way a person talks and a person talking, uh, negative talk about a Jew, about a company, uh, and of course if it can cause someone to lose his business, it can cause him shame, it can cause him financial harm, a person has to be very careful. And you see how the Torah also understands the need to protect Somebody from harm, but at the same time, while you're protecting someone from harm, you don't want to harm somebody else by protecting this one from harm. So you might be helping this person, but at the same time, you're hurting this person. Okay, Hashem will help all of us. We will be zochah as we are learning the hilchus lashon hara. As we do it every day, we ask Hashem to. Uh, fulfill the promise of the Chavetz Chaim, that he says, if one learns my Sefer on a daily basis, then our Yetsahara, and Hara, will become smaller until it will eventually leave us completely. And all we could say is, when, when Mashiach comes, Be'ezus Hashem, soon, that we could say that one of the things that I did, one of the things that we did for the Gula, for a Yeshua, for Kalyusol, is that the only thing I can do is I could protect myself from speaking Lashon Hara and listening to Lashon Hara. And all I could say is that I know that I learned the Hilchas Lashon Hara, I learned the Hilchas Chavetz Chaim uh, in my house, with my family, with myself, every day. And if a person could do that, that definitely will protect him and give him tremendous strength to, to continue. In our challenging times, especially in times where there's so much talk, there's so much news, there's so much, this one says this, and this one this, and people chatter and chatter and chatter. It's something that a person wants to be very careful with that. So Hashem will help us and all the Jewish people not to speak lashonara not to hear lashonara today and every day. Amen. 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 Okay, we are up to point number three. As we said, we are doing a quick, uh, a quick chazara of the first nine chapters of Mesil Sharm. The first introduction, the introduction was speaking about the fact that I need to spend time working on myself. Just like I need to spend time eating properly, just like I need to spend time exercising, just like I need to spend time in all of these wonderful things that will help my life, so too in my spiritual life. And in my relationships, if I don't spend time investing in the things that are important, then I will not have them. If I don't spend time investing in happiness, I'm not going to find happiness. If I don't spend time investing in my relationship with Hashem, I'm not going to have a relationship with Hashem. If I don't spend time in my relationship with learning Torah, I'm not going to have this connection to Torah. If I don't spend time in fixing my midos, if I don't learn about guys um, and I have Tash, and I have all of these things about me that I have to work on, if I don't spend time, it's impossible for a person to change. He says, may I entavo ha-chachma. Where is it going to come from? That's number one. The second thing we said yesterday was from the first merit, which is Ma The most important thing, and this could be on a macro level, and on a micro level. On a macro level is, what is my goal in life, and then what is my goal every week, or every day, based on my life. If my goal is that I want to become a big tamachacham, so that will affect what I do today, at 1025. If my goal is that I want to make a lot of money, so then that's going to affect what I do today at 10, 26. Those are big goals that a person makes. If I want to be a good husband, so what I do today, I mean, even though you don't have a wife, but if I have a goal that I want to be a good husband, and i got to work on myself, then I begin to work on my need, I've got to work on my anger, I've got to work on my titheness. I gotta work on my jealousy. I gotta work on, and those are things that stick with us throughout our life. But the pshad is that I need to make a plan. I need to say, this is my main thing. My main thing is to keep that main thing constantly the main thing. Which means once I'm focused and I say, this is my goal, my goal is to be clean. That's my primary goal. Or my goal is that I want to wake up every morning at 6 o'clock. That's my primary goal. My primary goal is I want to finish this visechda. And my advice to everybody is I wouldn't have too many main, main things. I would take one or two main things and focus on that. Because you have a lot of um, side dishes, so to speak, that are going to come to you anyway. That's the second thing that the Ramchal says. That's number two. Okay, so number one is I got to spend time. Number two, I got to establish what are my main goals. Number three. First of all, question, comments on those, and then we'll, we'll go for number three. Comments? Questions? Okay, we're good. Okay, number three. Number three, says the in Parak Bays one of the most powerful things uh, I think we could hear. And that is like this. Says the he says that the Yitzhahara is very strong. And if a person will lead his path to health and to sanity, then Hashem will help him. If I choose. To change my life, Hashem will help me. However, if I don't choose to change my life and I just want to go with the flow, he says it straight out. Sorry to disappoint anybody over here. But he says, Vadai at the end of Bays, If you don't take control of your life, Hashem is not going to help you. Hashem will not help you because somebody who does not have das aser l'rachem olav. So you are the captain of your ship. You are the person who has to make the changes that you want to make. Now if you begin and you say, okay, I'm taking full control of your life, then of course Hashem will then help you. Attire etair So When you want to purify yourself, when you want to change, Hashem will help you. But if you're waiting for Hashem to make that change for you, for you. Not that you're asking Hashem to help you. Of course you ask Hashem to help you. You could say, I can't do this without you, Hashem. That's already you wanting to make the change. But if you're not willing to make that change, if you're not willing to take ownership and to say, I am committed to make that change, Hashem is not going to make that change for you. He can help you, obviously. We can't do anything without Hashem's help. But I have to lead the, the, the way, so to speak, for Hashem to then push me where I want to go. Like we see from the parish of Balak, we see that with Bilam, right, that even when it comes to doing bad things, Hashem will help a person. Even when I'm doing bad things. So a person wants to say, oh, how can Hashem let this be bad? What do you mean? You're the one who cho- chooses the bad things that you want to do. And Hashem will go ahead and He's going to help you. The path that you want to go, they will, you'll get help to get there. You want to be lazy and you want to be whatever you want to be, then Hashem will help you get to that. You want to change your life and, and create a new life, Hashem will help you. But the first step is to take full responsibility and own your life. Yes, yeah, Zach. Um, I'm
2: not, I don't fully understand what you're saying, with the person is not uh, doing things like are right to help themselves. Yes.
0: Uh, that what? <laughs>
2: Gotten out of it because I realized how things were going due to due to Shem's will in the situation. Um, I was saying I was not helping, in those situations I was not helping myself at all, like in a way to get myself to grow. So, what do you mean by? So what? What do you mean by if a person is? If a person is taking control of their life, then yeah, just from it. But if a person not,
0: right. and, and they just want to do nothing all day, and they just want to uh, have a dysfunctional life, yeah. and they want this, and then it'll happen. But if you've never met a person who has a bad marriage, does, is not happy, who um, doesn't have money, who is angry all the time, and who's lazy. So if you've met a person like that, how did that happen? It happened not because Hashem made it happen. Yeah, I know. It happened because that person decided that that's what they wanted. That they want to happen. I'm 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 deciding. I'm deciding not to take control of my life now. Are are there situations? What do
2: you mean, by control of your life. I you mean, like, I'm, like I'm I'm not really understanding what you mean. You mean like religious wise? You mean Everything. Anything. Anything, anything
0: and everything.
2: So I'm saying I know people that like they're not really not even like religion wise, they're not really like um, dealing with things not they're kinda of like distancing themselves from a lot of like healthy uh, environments and healthy right. um, ways of living and they still say they still have that immune or or I'm saying like from my own personal experience, right? I've seen that in my own life. So how does that, like, how does that happen? That's what happens.
0: How, how does what happen?
2: I just, if, if you're in that, if you're in that situation you still see that, you still see the hand of a shut, like, right there clearly in your life, if you're not putting that effort in, if you're not putting in, like, if you don't have the drive to do, do something helpful. Wrong.
0: and If you don't have the yeah, drive, you had, how do you get the drive? You're saying yeah. if you don't have the drive, <coughs> so you could ask. You could ask Hashem that I want the drive. Saying not, not, so That's also.
2: Think, that was not. That was, there was one times where I asked him saying, what, what, what,
0: what why would that have happened? Because I was not making any any Because first of all, it sounds like it sounds like you did not want. Again, I'm not. I'm not I don't want to get into your personal situation. I'm um, saying, I'm asking about a person, a person can, can wherever he is at, a person can there ask Hashem to help me where I'm at. Now, I could say I have zero desire, I have zero motivation, and Hashem helped me have motivation. That already is somebody who is taking, trying to get out. Doesn't have to be that you're out. You could be in bed doing nothing all day, and you could say, "Hashem, I'm sick and tired of this. Help me." That's already you taking control of your life. Yes, Because I'm saying that Hashem doesn't, if he doesn't help, you don't try. He sees that like I wasn't trying, and Hashem still helped him. That what? I wasn't trying. Hashem still helped. Right. So 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 uh, so again. It depends what you call trying, right? Sometimes, as long as a person, meaning if a person, let's say, with the Ramchal, I'll tell you the Lashon of the Ramchal. The language of the Ramchal is, at the end of Parak Beis, as he says very clearly, he says, um, <laughs> If a person looks after his life, so Hashem will help him, and he'll save him from all the challenges. Aval, if I don't take care of my life and I don't try and I don't do anything. Vaday a So for sure Hashem is not going to take care of you. Now the case of Zach, and maybe what you're F you're talking about, this could be it could be when you're a child, it could be you didn't have Bechira it could be that you're not on that level, it could be if you you were a teenager. And it could be that you're not on the level that the Ramchal is talking about and it wasn't your fault that you were in the situation that you're in. Ramchal is talking about, let's say, an adult who can make the decision. But, he, but he's, decision. he's making a... Exactly. He's making a conscious decision which is a scary thought because the older you get, you have to remember, the older you get, the quicker you run out of your free passes. We all have free passes. The free pass could be, my father was a terrible father, therefore I have this issue. That could be a free pass. Your mother was terrible, therefore I have this issue. Oh, and the elementary school I went to, that's why I have this issue. And my older brothers did this to me, that's why I have this issue. I did these things wrong, that's why I have this issue. Good. So you might get free passes from Hashem, but then there comes a point where those free passes run out. And it's like, okay, I gave you till 25 to blame your mother for all your problems. I gave you till 22. I gave you till 1890. I don't know. We don't know the age. I gave you till a certain age to go ahead and use these free passes of things that you are blaming the world for. But at what point do I then look at myself and I say I only have one person to blame for me not being happy. I have one person to blame for me giving into my desires. I have one person to blame. At what point does a person begin to act on that? That is what the Ramchal is talking about. Yeah, Zach, make sense? Yeah, Shlaney. You've got to be careful when you're using those passes because you never know what you use the last one. Exactly. Well said, Shlaney. Well said. It's very true. You never know when when, and I, and I could just warn everybody here, is that if you were all 15 years old, or 14 years old, or 16 years old, or in high school, whatever it is, I it could be I wouldn't even be having this conversation. I'm saying, well, it could be I would be, but it doesn't matter, because we're not in that stage. But once you graduate high school, once you're 18, then you're 19, then you're 20, you let's to start scratching your head like Schlemi is saying, and saying, well, how many, how many, uh, cards do I have left to to pull out to Hashem to say, oh, well I'm allowed to be like this because of this. I'm allowed to be like this because Because, like Shlamey says, if it's the last card, or I'll say even one step further Shlamey, not even if it's the last card, if you thought you had a card. And then you're like, that's trouble. That's big big trouble. Yes, Ben um, Would a proper analogy be You could be the captain of the ship And set the direction But it only
1: moves If there's wind in the sail And yeah, that comes yes, from yes, Hashem Yes,
0: beautiful, yes There's no question Like the Ronchal says Is that Hashem will help And will help you get With the wind and, the, you know, and gives you the power To even see And gives you the power to steer But you have to at least Initiate a little bit Something We don't know How much is Hashem And how much is us but you need to take responsibility. And the more a person takes responsibility, the more he usually gets, and that's where we see it. Right? Most of the time, Zach, even in your question, most of the time someone who's gonna become successful in anything is gonna be someone who didn't just sit there and do nothing and just say, Hashem, help me, help me, help me, help me. He's someone who works hard and someone who puts in a lot himself. Yes, Ribrafi.
1: Driving in a car, and today's
0: cars have uh, a little fuel light. Right. So, beautiful.
2: You
0: know, you have a, you have a beautiful. Car, you have, sometimes this person gets a little macala whatever or that And a lot of sometimes keep on the light until, uh, until they drive the light on. Beautiful. Beautiful. Great muscle. Beautiful muscle. <laughs> beautiful muscle. Beautiful, beautiful muscle. Meaning you, you get got a full tank when <laughs> you're born. I like that. You get a full tank when you're born. And then you gotta know, it also depends how fast you've been driving. I like that, mushroom. You've been driving a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot, so the gas goes out pretty quickly. And then you're, okay, you could use a lot of your, a lot of your passes on a few things. You gotta be very careful how, how you do that. Very, very careful. Yes, Rabbi Small.
2: I'm
1: that as far as, you know, You know, this is
0: the right shiva. This is the right shiva. We become uh, empowered to live in the present, live in the reality. That's when they're going to be in the process right out. And now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's very dangerous. It's a very dangerous thing to say though it's all. Well. Yeah, yeah yeah, listen I, 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 uh, I think that, I think that um, it's very true It's very true that the more you, a person begins to... And like Rabbi Sval said, it's not so much your age as it's your situation. And when you start opening your eyes to life, and everybody can have... Everybody... Listen, bottom line is we all... Hashem has rachamim on all of us. Hashem has rachamim on each and every one of us, and Hashem will continue to have rachamim on all of us. And Hashem will always give us another pass. And will always be there to be there for us but the question is within ourselves within my life when I look in the mirror when I go to sleep at night when I live my life and I know is it that I truly am taking ownership of every part of my life and sometimes it's hard to answer that question it's hard to answer the question am I taking ownership of my happiness and wait till you're married because then you have to take ownership of your relationship with your wife and then you take ownership of being a father. And then, then you take ownership of paying the bills. And then you take ownership of going to a job and working. And you have to ask yourself, is, is, what is my life about? Is my life about me? Or my life is about everybody else? Is my life about my happiness? Is my life about my Ulm mm. Hapa? Um, is my life about my Torah, my connection to Hashem? Or am I just someone who walks around blaming others, blaming situations, and not really living my life. That's what living means. Living means that I am totally present. I am totally in ownership of the life that I'm living. From the day, from the moment that I wake up, to the moment that I go to sleep, I am making decisions. I am the one who decided to come to Sheer this morning. I am the one who decided to wake up this morning. I am the one who decided to eat healthy for breakfast. I decided not to eat healthy for breakfast. I'm the one who decided to to do this or to do that, whatever it might be. Once a person really lives with intention and he thinks about his life in those terms, he lives a different life. And somebody who is just, I call it, I uh, I call this many years ago when they came out with it, the bobbleheads. You're just a bobblehead. You're just you're just bobbling, you're just going through the motions of life. But you're not an active you're not actively choosing to take care of your life. Yes, Moshe. Um,
1: living your life like that, in a negative way. It's this fault, that's fault, this fault. Right. However true it is, it's the same thing as Oshanara. However true it is, that's not how you're supposed to live your life. You have to, like you said, you have to take ownership of it. It happened. It's true. But
0: that's not what's going to come out of my mouth, and that's not what I'm going to blame all the time. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Which means excuses, bottom line excuses, don't produce results. You might be every reason in the book why you drink. 100% makes sense why you drink. Every reason mm-hmm. in the book why you have anger problems. Every reason why you don't mm-hmm. learn. But at the end of the day, every reason why you're lazy, every reason, everything, it's all true. It's all true, true, true. But at the end of the day, as the clock ticks, and as Rabbi Small was saying, especially Baruch Hashem, in our yeshiva, where we talk about these things, and we are focused on these things, you're never going to have an opportunity like you have now. You're not going to have an opportunity like you have now, where there's so much support, and there's so much... Focus, and there's so much direction on taking ownership of your life. And if you have trouble doing that now, it's really much harder when you're out in the world, where the world is pushing you in an opposite direction. The world is not pushing you in this direction. The world is pushing you away, like we said. The purpose of the world is to to distract you from your purpose. That is the purpose of the world. The purpose of the world is to distract you from fulfilling what you are supposed to do. Yes, Yossi. Beautiful, great, I love it. Good, addition. good addition. Beautiful. beautiful, the very good. None Joseph's adding a, a Canadian, I love it. Meaning, I was looking at the guy being the bobblehead, just saying, the bobblehead is only bobbling because someone else is driving the car. And this guy makes the left, so the bobblehead goes this way. This guy makes the right, you go that way. Basically, basically that means that you don't own your life. Other people own your life. My life does not belong to me. It belongs to everybody else. I, I, I don't think there's anything sadder than that statement. I don't, I don't live my life. I don't make the choices in my life. It's a very painful, painful reality to think that that's what my life is, as opposed to, it's probably better, I think he says it in reinventing yourself, if anyone will uh, find this line for me, but it's more like it's better to be sad, and I know I chose to be sad, than to be happy, and I just happen to be happy. Because a person who knows that I choose to be sad, at least I am making that decision. At least I'm making the decision. When you say, oh, I happen to be happy today. I happen to have, right, that's why I love the line of waking up on the wrong side of the head. Because you can't wake up. A person who says, oh, I happen to have had a good day. I had a good day, I'm in a good, right, we always think in those terms. I'm on a good streak. I'm on a bad streak. You know what that means? It means it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the streak. It happens to do it, and I hope and pray. I can't wait until the roller coaster goes up and it, does, and it stops going down. Now, yes, there are certain things that happen to us in life that are challenging, and our reaction to that is very important. But overall, we have the ability to make the decisions to live the life that we want to live. Yeah, shleimer. That, uh, um, that's what I'm left saying yesterday about being sober. Like, are is controlling you, or you're controlling it? Exactly, exactly. Are you controlling your life, or your life is controlling you, or everything around you? Like Yosef saying about the baalat. Okay, beautiful. Hashem will help us all. So that's the third thing. That's ending. Parakvei Amir to Hashem will continue with Hashem's help tomorrow um, to to go to the next or another three, four things. Until we begin, Nikias, which is already a whole other world, which we're going to start talking about. But Hashem will help us with these three things that we're saying. Number one, you've got to spend time working on yourself. You must spend time working on your emotions, on your intellect, on your spiritual connection, on your total whatever it might be. If you don't spend time with those things, there is no way you're going to accomplish it. There's no way, it doesn't work like that. It's not like hunger or sleep that actually will happen. Dead fish go with the flow. You wanna go with the flow? Then you'll go with the flow. You're not gonna accomplish anything. You gotta go against your laziness. You gotta go against your brain. The second thing is you gotta know what it is that your main thing is. You gotta figure out what are my priorities today? What's my priority today? What's my priority this week? What's my priority 24 days Yeshiva days left, when we start seeing misha nifnas adar marvin besimcha. And you want to be misha nifnas adar marvin besimcha, not misha nifnas adar marvin with regret. You want to be misha nifnas Baram marvin besimcha. Then I'm ready. I spent the last 24 days. I spent the last whatever it is strengthening myself. That's number two. And the third thing is, is only one person who it's up to, and that's up to me. It's up to me to live the life that I want to live. And if I'm not living it the way I want to live, I have only one person to blame. I have only one person to blame, and that is myself. It doesn't mean you can't get help. We're going to talk about that next step. But I have to be the one who's asking for help. I have to be the one who's directing the people who are helping me. That's what I have to do. I could say, I need your help and direction. You could say, I need your help with this, but I have to own up to myself enough to say I am worth, I am worth you to help me. I am worthy enough to deserve and to get the help that I need. And most importantly, as we say every day, we always have to chazer over, as Binyamin Berkowitz said it so beautifully. I told him yesterday, I'm liking that line better than today is the first day of the rest of your life. Don't even think of the rest of your life. That's not my business. Today is the only day that I can do anything in my life. If I want to fix my past and I want to change my future, I got only one day that I can focus on that that's possible. Because tomorrow is not here yet and yesterday is way gone. Way, way gone. A million years from now is closer than two minutes ago. You ever chlap that one? A million years from now is closer to you than two minutes ago. And two minutes ago, exactly. I mean, it exists, but it's already, it's gone forever. A million years from now, is still gonna come. Two, two minutes ago, will never ever be there ever again. And we're gonna spend my day today, which I have right in front of me, I'm gonna spend it in that, uh-uh, uh-uh. And to think about the future, the greatest thing you could do for tomorrow, and a week from now, and a month from now, and a year from now, is to live great today. So Hashem, help us all live an amazing day. Have a wonderful day, everybody.